Hi, I'm Kim, and welcome to Lit Live Conversations, the podcast. Those who really know me are quite aware that I'm a very mischievous, curious person by nature, which is why my undying sense of curiosity, spontaneity, and limitless thirst for knowledge led me here with you today. My journey, although very bumpy, has inspired me to live more, learn more, and definitely laugh more every damn day. So whether you're at the beginning of your own journey or simply looking to live a bit more lit and ignite your soul, then it's time to give yourself a big old soul hug because your fresh perspective starts now. Oh, hello, everyone. Yes, we're back from our summer hiatus here at the Lit Live podcast. And we thank all of you for tuning in, stopping by, and of course, for your continued support. Jurg, guess what? I am, I'm so excited. I can't wait to tell you. It's a surprise. I was just talking to one of our co-producers, and I'm absolutely thrilled to announce that after producing only eight shows, we are 5,000 listeners strong. Yeah, wow. High, high five, five to that. Nice. Isn't it exciting? I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. I think, they, I think all of the people yeah. side with me on how stupid you are. No, you're not stupid at all. Not, not stupid. Yeah. You. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, and we thank all of you for your continued support and hysterical. And these... Oh my God, these comments that you leave for our co-producers, Jörg, how funny are they? So nice, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to our listeners to listen to our stuff. And you look sexy today. And I love to be sexy. Yeah, and yeah. for me, I'm sexy too. You're the sexiest Always. at all. Like you, It's like Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were laughing so hard listening to some of these, com- or reading some of these comments our listeners sent to us. But I honestly have to say, you guys, as in all of our listeners, your comments and praises are 10 times funnier than watching Jurg try to jog for the first time. Oh, no. Wait, no, not, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, I was watching you. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Jurg, I mean, do you realize that we're not considered food anymore, right? No, no, really? (laughs) No, you can actually just walk fast, which would also help your man boobs from chafing. Wait, I can't even say this because it's so funny. Really, because when they start to chafe in your shirt, and no, my shirt that you're always wearing and bleeding all over my running shirts that you borrow. No, I'm not. That's just, yeah. All you have to do is walk fast. And this is how stupid we both are. We don't even care about the actual act of jogging. We're more like, oh, I don't know. Does that look good? That's yeah. why I wanted you to wear the black shirt because at night no one can see you and, you know. Oh, Cars nice. come by fast. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway. You're such in a good mood today. See, I am. It's so nice. It yeah. is because yeah. I see you and you make me happy. Oh, oh I know. Uh, I'm so flattered. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> speaking about your man boobs, Jörg, how are yeah. they and how are you? Mm, how I, was your summer? I was. It was so great. We had such great moments. Who? Together. Yeah, together. We, yeah, we did. Remember? Um, I do. I, also, um, I, I mean, how can moments. I forget? Yeah, but with other women, I had also, but we come on that later. But with you, it was special. It was it nice. It was so special. I, <laughs> I have never been this lazy in my entire life. With, I mean, but honestly, we had rain. Oh, it rained yeah, every yeah. freaking day. And with the rain, mind-body exhaustion, research for my next book, I literally started to morph into my bed. I have oh. never 
slept oh, that much. I, I read you the first two chapters of your book, yeah. and it was amazing. It, 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 Thank it you. took me in, and I want to read more. But no. When is it finished? Not, this is a work in progress, like <laughs> myself. I'm, I'm still a work in progress. It. I loved it reading that. Because, oh, yes, I felt you. so bored at that time. No, I wasn't. I felt, I felt so encouraged. Thank you. That means a lot it. to me. Thank you. It really oh, it's a work yeah. of really? it's a passion project. Yeah. Another one. For all our listeners, they need to pre-order the book in what when, when does yeah, it come can you it's stop? Okay, we're way <laughs> ahead of ourselves here. It was it's yes. a very strong, it's a hard book. It's not for everyone, but it's yeah. authentic. It's authentic, definitely. Like myself. Yeah. And so, my bed. Yeah. How comfortable is my bed? Oh, your bed is so comfy. I, I, I slept so well there. I know. I would not wake up. So it, it gave me a hard time waking up that time. I love, you but, know, when I say, when I rolled over and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, but I felt so, so, so comfy yeah. as your two dogs laying at my feet. <laughs> and yet they love me too. I know, so, yeah, everyone does. So nice. yeah. Because my bed is so comfortable, I honestly don't understand people, especially during breaks, when you have the time to just relax and why people who always want to do things things constantly when I'm always like, yeah, but I mean, you just did things every day last week. <laughs> I mean, give it a rest. And yeah, I you need to take a rest. And I never do this. It felt so good. I slept. I slept. I wrote. I Netflix. I watched. <laughs> I looked at you trying to do other yeah. things, and Netflix, I Netflix three o'clock in the night. I have to mention. Oh my that. god, we did. Yeah. We, oh, this was my one of my other favorite films that we'll talk about later. But Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Oh. With uh, Sofia oh, Coppola, she was yes. the director so producer. Nice framing. I love that. This, I took the word relaxation to a whole new level. Okay. And, <laughs> and after watching countless sex trafficking YouTube documentary films. That I, of course, kept sending to my girls with the message, you see, this is exactly why I put the chip in your arm. <laughs> I swear their alert tone on their phones must have went off at least 1,000 times within a two-week period. Now I feel like I'm a total documentarian professional, which actually prepared me for today's conversation with Germany's most sought-after award-winning producer and director. Cordula Kablitz-Post. But Jörg, before we dive deeper into that subject, I have to say, having you stay over was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that I'm taking a deep breath at the same time. And I'm after having this experience with you, which, okay, was amazing. I decided to set a new set new ground rules for house guests. <laughs> so now I'm excited to hear. <laughs> this is because of you that I'm changing no. the original ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't that bad. I was just enjoying. Yeah, yeah. But, but this is, which leads me to point number one. Okay. I, mean, I know you were enjoying it, but please, no humping the dogs. <laughs> because <laughs> that's just really like gross and inappropriate okay but yeah okay. i mean it was great it was a good lead I, I in understand. yeah and no biting unless well <laughs> you don't lift your eyebrows and look like that are you thinking memories right now yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely no eye contact no like ever <laughs> make sure you wear the do 
for the B.O. <laughs> Especially because it's freaking hot in the summer. I'm just saying. I, these are just, they're not, they're, I'm not writing these in reference to you. I'm just saying in general for all of my yeah, house guests. For sure. I, I, I don't put it on myself because okay. I smell so like flowers. Oh. Okay. Can we talk about the van ride home? <laughs> 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 no sleepwalking in my underwear unless I'm there filming it <laughs> or you find yourself at the morgue where they accept walk-ins. <laughs> oh, no. Don't really. I, yeah. I'm really great. <laughs> I love that. And when you see blood spots on the floor, don't send emergency text messages and alerts to your gynecologist, your gynecologist. Because it's not from your latest STD scare, Jurg. It's probably, (laughs) and more than likely, by dog Gigi's period. Okay? Which leads me to my next rule. Okay. Diapers are not, and I repeat, are not intended for adult use. (laughs) Unless you have a tail and respond to the name Gigi. So stay away from my fucking diapers. Okay. Don't ever, like, ever touch me. Like, don't, no eye contact, and then don't don't touch me. Don't try to touch me. Don't reach for me in my breast. Like, don't try to touch my vagina. Like, nothing. Never. And just keep walking. Nobody. Just keep walking forward, Yerk. <laughs> ever. Don't ever look at me or touch me, but you can borrow my running shirts. <laughs> oh, I'm so, and that's wait. Nice. And finally, the bubbles in my bathtub are not going to magically appear on their own. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. And oh, I have, yeah. and listen, and Should if next time, make a toast on no, your house. Yeah, listen, no, my house, the other house rule, I forgot. I just thought I added. Okay. When you, the next, <laughs> I need to drink. <laughs> the next time you say, Kim, bend over and cough, <laughs> use a rubber glove. Because <laughs> your fingernails were not trimmed. And wait, one more thing. Wait, these are surprises I brought. I hit something else and I forgot it today, which I'll bring next time. Oh, yes. But oh, and my new house rules, I'll email them to you and WhatsApp them and then oh, Vimo them yes. and <laughs> record them. I will send them all to you later. You can replay this <laughs> podcast if you want. And then last night, as I was seriously cracking up thinking about everything that we've done, we have had, for our listeners, Jurg and I have had so much fun together this summer. It has been a blast. (laughs) Definitely. For sure it was. Yes. Every time I looked at him and he looked at me, we were smiling. (laughs) Because it's just so stupid. But last night I thought of you again with a smile on my face, even though you are not lying next to me. Because I'm like, oh my God, he's like a... He's like a, he's like, no, because of because you're kind of like a vegan poser. Or what did you say to Vicky earlier? I'm, I'm a flexi vegan. A flexivarian. A flexivarian. Anyway, flexi vegan. So yes. I bought these like after work <laughs> like snacks. I brought you. These are vegan. Oh, thanks, Kim. They're vegan. They're vegan? No. No, they're not. Well, okay. It doesn't they're, say that, but it took me it took me 25 minutes to no, eat one vegan, of Kim. the things inside the package, <laughs> which I consider vegan. But I, yeah, Kim, I'm not eating that. They're definitely not vegan. Yeah, they're vegan and because Let's, it takes a long time to chew. Yeah. So yeah. put them to the side Thanks and those the are present. all yours I don't later. eat it. No, but really, <laughs> it was fun with you. We Netflix. We sat in my love yeah. muscle. We call the oh, love muscle, everyone. Yes. And we watched, yeah. we Netflix. Yeah. And I was, and we did an out. And this is funny because this is typical Kim and Yurg. Like we're having fun. And we decided to do an outdoor movie theater, Kino Abend in my garden. 
And of course, in typical Kim and York fashion, when we could have had this all set up hours earlier in the daylight. <laughs> Kim, hey, we are so stupid. So stupid. We actually started setting this up no. at like quarter to 11. <laughs> and then York had to go back to the office like three times to get wires and cables. I have to remember. I you had to, to drop back. one of the people off because she was like, fuck this. This is yeah. dumb. These guys, I can't. It's too much with these two. Yeah. And we were like, oh, it's all good. And I'm like, okay. And then I, I actually built something for you to put the projector on. And then, and it was fun, but then by the time we actually watched the film, which I think was what two and a half hours so later, yes. But you entertained the people meanwhile. They were all sleeping. Well, I, I didn't working. have to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know. I just sat in my the lounge and I made people do things. But I, I organized the wires and everything. You but did. We had a great time. And then you got to see my favorite film. Oh, I love this film. I'm, that was you know, so weird, nice. Yes. I, great expectations. Yeah, great expectations. Oh, this is such a nice movie. The, and really, yeah. When he, yeah. as an artist, as he's drawing yeah. her and that song comes on. Oh, oh this is, I was so, yes. So I was into it. So. it. It always catches my attention. It's the cinematography and then yeah. the landscape the, and the, the colors. colors. Yeah. Oh, and, and the dialects. Yeah, yes. I love that. Yeah. No, and it the story. So nice. And the, yeah, the expectations. At the first, the first frames, you think that something. Yeah. Was, oh, this is great. Forever. It was nice. It's nice. And yeah. then I also yeah. was able to introduce you to a Hollywood legend in my eyes. He's one of my favorite filmmakers. I, I'm not sure if Cordial, I'm sure she's seen, of course, she's seen his films. She's seen him definitely. But I am oh, a yeah, huge, yeah. huge John Hughes fan. 16 Candles, About Last Night, St. Elmo's Fire, Lady in Pretty Pink. In, Pretty not, in Pink. No, Lady in Red, but you were thinking about me in the other night. That's not a movie. You're, that was real life. Hello. <laughs> yeah, okay, a pretty, pretty in pink. Pretty in pink. That's what Breakfast I mean. Breakfast Club. Oh, yes. Nice. But about last yeah. night, have you ever seen that with the headphones and Demi Moore and Rob Lowe? All they do is have sex throughout the whole film. It's one of my sister's. It's also my sister's favorite film because she's like really horny. <laughs> I think the whole family's horny. Uh, yeah. I mean, it when really? I was a kid. Yeah. And, and filmmaking, my mom's 70th birthday. I made the funniest movie for her and I played her yeah and, and my girls like we I had everyone had parts and I re-emphasized major moments of our life growing up and I had the, the entire time because my mom still to this day wears yeah. she puts hot rollers in her hair the no. first thing in the morning <laughs> so through the whole film that I made and that's the thing like I would have been a great filmmaker if I would have studied because I love editing I've made all of my friends films and movies and, and me it's fun we would be perfect together as yeah, a team. Is yeah, like in a porno, yeah. yeah. But I'm, like, realistically... <laughs> really, no, but this, this was so funny. This film that I produced, directed, started, and casted <laughs> was amazing. Nice. You know, I really just enjoy the whole process. So that's why I am... Um, Really excited to meet our next guest. Uh, I, next time we invite uh, not you. Uh, we not what do you mean not me? Not not you. Uh, uh, sorry, Cordula. We yeah. invite you as a director. Well, I just. But then you have to put we both roles. That's not working out. So Listen, I can straddle. Yeah. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a good so straddler. Lucky that we have go. our next guest today. I know. Are you, yeah. are you ready? I'm so yes. excited. Oh, yeah. I'm me really. Too. I think that's yeah. why I'm so happy yeah. because she's me a woman too. in yeah. this yeah. business to survive yes. as long as she has. Yeah. She has won so many awards. A major talent, and that she seriously is taking time to hang with us. Oh, nice. And Loving she's it. rocking. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so everyone, without further ado, duh, I feel like I want to do something like the Oscars, <laughs> like, and this award goes to, anyway, I, I'm really thrilled. We're both thrilled to introduce You're our so next thrilled. guest. Cordula Caplitz Post. Yoo-hoo! Woo! 
Georgia, thank you so much for joining us today. We are very excited, huge fans of your work. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. With all of the artistic opportunities to choose from, why producing? Why did you decide to be a producer above all of the other industry job roles? You know, I didn't make a big decision about it. It was just um, when I started in documentary working, um, that was a long time ago. It was uh, end of the 80s, uh, beginning of the 90s. Um, uh, there was It was quite normal to, to do your own company and you didn't think about it very much. You just did it. Uh, and uh, because it was like the time that when you were wanted to be independent and not employed by a TV station, everybody was founding their own business. It was the time because um, the industry was exploding and um, private TV and there was a lot mm -hmm. of money in the market. And it was not like today where everybody talks about, oh, we cannot afford this or we cannot afford that. Right. So it was really easy and uh, and, and it, it had a feeling of, of like a new start of a new media, like uh, maybe internet on startups and all that uh -huh. did later, but that was the same time you know, for the free TV productions. And so uh, founding your own company was quite natural to me because there was a lot of uh, friends of mine who, who did the same and we were very naive and we just we just did yeah. it and it worked out because it then we realized after maybe my first company was really a, a problem because uh, we had a lot of stress among us friends and everybody wanted to be a director nobody wanted to be a producer right. and uh, we were fighting about money and who was doing that what and so on and but can uh, you yeah. can you explain the difference for our listeners that have no idea what's the difference between a director and a producer for example Basically, the difference between a director and a producer in documentaries is that um, the director is more responsible for the story, for the content, for the characters to yeah, find the right persons, the right protagonists, and also to, to find the story and to, to shoot directly, to be on the set and work with the protagonists and, and, and with the camera team. And the producer is responsible for the budget, for the contracts with TV company or TV station stuff. or whatever, <laughs> the, the money things, yeah. And also for the organization of the shooting mm -hmm. and also for, you know, just for planning everything, like how many shooting days, is the budget enough for how many uh, editing days and so on and hiring the team and getting together everybody. And um, when so it's saw, a laborious job. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's the reason why I always did everything <laughs> because if it's you have the utmost freedom when you um, when you have uh, the saying about with whom you want to work with yeah. um, yes. which editor, which camera people, and uh, you know I I never worked like or very very few times I worked that somebody told me with whom I should creatively work together that's uh, nice so you're more the boss type quarter like you, you <laughs> no yeah, yeah. Okay, and no. that's probably what keeps her driven and motivated because she rules the world i'm, more, <laughs> I'm in control I'm bitches the, everyone bow down no i know you no, you're I'm not kidding. Kidding. yeah it's not i think it's more I, I grew in this because um in the beginning i could have not imagined to do all this but 
you uh, you grow with your tasks and what you learn by every job. Every film is different. And the more you do, the better it works. And you have your team after a while with yes. the team you really like. You trust. always want to work with them. You trust, you know how they work. And if there are problems, um, everybody can solve it together. So it's... Cordula, it's, therefore, Kim is working, uh, working with me. Actually, he works ah. for me. You're, I love that you think <laughs> that I work... Me. Not really. No, we work for each other. Mm. No. We don't work for you. I just let you touch. The only thing I do is I let him touch me sometimes inappropriately. That's just because I feel bad for him. He's like a dog. Corla, that's not true. She's so mean today. (laughs) That is not true. (laughs) (laughs) So when you speaking of your your job in the film industry and how you progress to directing and producing, what was your very first job? Do you remember the reason you decided this is a great way to tell? the stories I would love to tell? Um, I have to think about it because it's really a long time ago. <laughs> I think the, the, the first really job, I, it was like um, a short film. I didn't uh, go to film school. I, I was just an autodidactic. Uh, I did, a, you know, I did the, the science of theater and film, okay. um, which is like the theory, but I also made uh, film jobs for other directors, other producers to learn the business and to make contact and just to earn money as a student. And that was the best I could do because there I had so many interesting directors I worked with, um, like Thomas Brasch, who was really famous mm-hmm. again. He was forgotten yes. a little bit. But yes. now he has a revival right now. Everybody's talking about his theater plays and his films. And he was a great poet and author. I, I once had the chance to work with him as an assistant uh, to, to the director. And that was a really great experience. He, it was a film with Tony Curtis. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. nice. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. the, the name of the film was Welcome to Germany. Welcome um, to Germany for our listeners. Yeah. The peasant was, it was about a, um, um, a Jewish guy who comes back to Germany and had a horrible past experience there and so on and made a film. Now he's a director and now he's going to make a film about this uh, experience. And Tony Curtis was really unbelievable. He was because, you know, Thomas Brasch was a guy who was really shouting a lot to the team and he was very aggressive sometimes and he would not survive in these days, I would say. Yeah. I worked <laughs> on a lot of sets with a lot of yelling people, yeah, so that's I get like, that. You <laughs> not know, with you. I you know, think, but I'm oh. very strict and I'm very focused when, I, when it comes he to is. work. Yeah. But he was still a good director. But I think this film was a real real flop because Tony Curtis didn't take him serious. He was uh, just um, turning it around and always said, yeah, what do you want to tell me? Uh, You know, I'm not listening what you you could do it like this. I would do it differently. And so and then and he couldn't speak English because he was from East Berlin. Oh, God. God. That's like (laughs) a disaster. He was really bad in English. And so he was lost with uh, Tony Curtis. uh, Sorry, I'm I'm getting into episodes and anecdotes. But that's that's nice because that that those anecdotes big job I did maybe uh, in the film industry yeah. but I like to talk about you because yeah. you were the we want to hear the juicy yeah. gossip like the Tony Curtis stories and maybe I don't know uh, you did the Toten Hose and there must be some good gossip there come, let's make it <laughs> let's make a toast we do Cordula. a toast to Cordula <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have anything to toast with you I'm just... oh, come on Cordula. next well, time next yeah. time yeah. Okay. Send you. we'll have your daughter run to the grocery store <laughs> 
Exactly. My first film I did was a, a short film I did while I was still a student in university. Mm-hmm. And it was a, that was a really great experience because we had the chance and the opportunity to shoot on 16 millimeter camera equipment. Oh, nice. which was oh, nice. really That's great cool. equipment. And normally we couldn't have had afforded it because it was so expensive to rent everything. You could have, you, you must have had funding money or so. Yeah. But that was, so by chance I discovered that uh, with the, journalist students they had this fabulous equipment and nobody used it <laughs> and we just went hey, to the journalists let's do it and then uh, they was yeah yeah you can do it and there were like more people then uh, also and we had a competition and i was with my best friends and we did a film um about uh, the beautiful helena a, a nice uh, beautiful looking girl who was wandering around berlin it was not a real story uh, I think it was just nice pictures and was the 80s. Yeah. So <laughs> we wanted to hey, be like I, nice. I yeah, just yeah. speaking of the 80s, I oh, yeah, I have yeah. to ask you this because my one of my favorite filmmakers is John Hughes. I love 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. We were speaking about this earlier. He focused more around dialogue. There were no big explosions, which I also admire about your films. You are one that focuses a lot on dialogue. Expectations. Yes. My Caldwell other could film, have made that too. My greatest, sure. my favorite yeah. film yeah. of all time is Great Expectations. It's uh, based off mm. Charles Dickens. And oh, Yurik has okay. never seen this. And we did a whole outdoor movie kino night in my garden. And it was the first time he saw this. And I think the cinematography was just outstanding. And this is what I think about filmmaking for me that I love so much. When you see when you see the emotion in the actor's eyes. And that's what I see on Cordelette's films too. At that's why I like it. With Lou, exactly. And it really, I binge watched. I literally, that's why I haven't slept. I have been binge watched all of your films and remarkable. Thank you. Right. No, you know what? For me was a, really the biggest step I did was the film about Lou Andreas Salome. Yeah. That was really like, uh, because it was, uh, is a, it's great to do documentaries. I love documentaries. Me but too. if you want to do a, um, a fiction, like a fictionalized movie, uh, it's such a big step to go on because nobody believes that you can do it in the beginning and you have to mm. prove it. And so we worked very hard on the screenplay to, uh, I had a co-author, Susanne, she's wonderful, Susanne Hertel, and we worked six years on this book wow. and, and researched so much. And because yeah. she was one of the idols of my youth, when I was 17, I discovered her by chance. And um, I, she was always inspiring for me, like a, a really free, emancipated woman, absolutely independent in the 19th century, which was something special. Because <laughs> first of all, she was not allowed to study and all that. And she fought against everything, like every rule of, of society and, and against her parents and so on. And, and she did what she wanted and was well respected as an author and not as a muse, you know, like most women yeah. are always like muses of interesting men. But that was the other way around. She was, uh, she had male muses, like Rilke was her muse. (laughs) Yeah, but I somehow can relate to her. Um, I love it. That's because Jörg says he has women hormones, so he can relate to every woman. He can also relate to you, Cordula. No, I... I love her, but yeah, I can relate to her too. Yeah. So, so you've won several film awards throughout your career, and what do you consider to be your greatest achievement till date? 
I would say the the water was nice to have, but really to to have this film Lou Andrea Salome is for me the biggest achievement I I did for myself, and uh, I'm happy. Because it was a passion somebody, project. If somebody really likes the film, I'm always happy. Um, yes. um, I, I saw, you know, I had so many. Um, I was traveling with this film around the world, and I was so many different audiences like China or Brazil or uh, um, Italy, Spain, France. Uh, Europe was everywhere. And in the United States, we had a release in Los Angeles and in New York. And that was so beautiful always to have these reactions of the different audiences that were always emotional. And, and, and in China, I think the biggest thing was that the woman was crying, really. And, and, and she explained later to me that this is so close to their society, like the strictness, yes. how women are not allowed to do what they want. And then they have to fight for their rights still. And I didn't know this, you know, like this is Which so is why I have a, a, an Asian woman that I know I'm close to. And I, I said, you have to watch this film. So interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. But Cordula, um, does the schools um, offer that to their students? Because it, it would be a great idea mm -hmm. to get access to um, all this um, poetry stuff. And so because people read that um, and to watch this film brings them closer to all these people. Sigmund Freud, Nietzsche and mm. Salome, uh, Lou Salome and all these people. Uh, are they doing that in schools? Not really. I think uh, this is like everywhere. You know, we, we have a big discussion right now going on. Why are so many women great women are forgotten in history because it's yes. his story, not her story. You know, like mm. this is really a male uh, dominated history and, and cultural, um, you know, there were so many, uh, you, when you saw the film, you maybe remember that the sister of Nietzsche was doing a lot uh, to spoil her reputation. Yes. He, yes. he always yeah. um, just, yeah, wanted to, you know, to, to, to t tell everybody that Lou was only profiting from her brother, but not, mm -hmm. she, and she used him and so on. But, you know, the women in the society were even harder for them to do what they want. And they, they always, she was like a scandalous, she was seen as scandal, uh, a scandalous woman. And so she was not taking seriously sometimes for a lot of men. Yeah, it's like, a lot of men liked her and adored her because she was a beautiful woman. But as for her work, it it, it was some novels, but not for everything what she did. You know, we, like it, it's, it was, I was thinking so much about why was she forgotten later? And I think it's what also because she had a, this Nazi problem yes. because she was doing psychoanalysis and she had to cover, she had to hide and not really get into the way of the Nazis and just she was getting quieter and quieter in the last 10 years of her life. And so sometimes it happens that people don't get the fame or but there was still some in, um, in the 70s where the, the female empowerment came again, then they discovered her again and, and say, hey, there was this new Andres Armand, she's a crazy woman, one of the greatest. And so that was the reason why I read a book about her life and discovered the story again for me. Nice. You know? But Cordula, but there's no reason why to bring that in schools nowadays because people, especially well, women, or they, they, they would love that. They would love it yeah, and they, they don't would. understand how hard it was and is yeah. still to this day for women. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the women who are there in the industry and who have made their way, they are 10 times better than the average man working in the industry. Because no, they cheers have to, to that. Cheers to I that. Cheer, yeah. cheers to that. So that's right. That's we so, love so, you. Many, yeah. so many yeah. times. And so, they, you know, yeah, it started when I was at the uh, öffentlich-rechtlich uh, public uh, TV um Uh, added public TV as a well, had a little short films. They were called Beiträge. I don't know the word for yeah. the mini features, you know, for when you have like... We call them in the States after school specials. <laughs> <laughs> They're like these It's little... It's like something like, yeah, you can earn your money with... It's like a journalist's work, yeah? yeah? Maybe you, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and when I started this, it was like 24 or something. And uh, there were like this old camera guys who were like about 60. They were all alcoholics. They had to make a break with alcohol in lunchtime with really hard alcohol, like um, like schnapps, you know. <laughs> they were drinking schnapps at lunch. <laughs> and then they were telling me all the time, yeah, girl, shut up, you know, take it easy because we know how it works here. And you have some ideas, but we do this like 25 or 40 years And mm -hmm. we know how it works. Yeah, so oh, I experienced yeah. that in the Bavaria film studios too, Cordula. It was the same. They, went, old, they have like yeah. they have they uh, were all machines. drunk. Yeah. They have yeah. vending machines with vice beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was really shocked because they like the, the for them the most important was the lunch break and not the film. And I think it was like because of the schnapps, I guess. But yeah. uh, uh, it was not so, you know, as I wanted to, uh, it was not the way how I wanted to work. <laughs> so many filmmakers today are releasing documentaries, films online. Mm -hmm. Do you feel this way of presenting your story to the audience is more of an opportunity or more of a threat? I think this is a different market because if you um, if you really want um, a good quality, you need money because it's really a, a camera thing also, and and uh, it's a post production process which takes some time, and right. you cannot do it with. A, okay, you can do it. Sometimes it's maybe good, but I think the quality is of of the film is different. And, uh, But do you think this gives like young filmmakers a chance to maybe put their work in front of an audience or? No, they should do it. I mean, this is a good way to start. But yeah. um, if you're, everybody would like to have, a, a, you know, because I know that they are also exploiting themselves and their friends and uh, yeah, nobody has money. It's a no budget thing often. And you cannot live by that. It's not a, yeah. you can start with it, but it's not a, a model for the future for yourself. You, you should try so if to you if you had like an unlimited budget there's 20 million do what you want i know what, what would that i would be? I, uh, first of all i would do a film about leni riefenstahl and oh, i have okay. a screenplay already done there mm -hmm. with susanna hertel and uh, we have been working on this for four years now very <laughs> interesting i had no idea who who leni was oh you didn't know her no she didn't know i that. had no idea really interesting story and i absolutely yeah. love that you're doing this yeah thank you um you know the, the it is also a unique story because it has never been told and mm -hmm. um, before it there was she was becoming 101 years old and so she was trying jodie foster wanted to do this uh 20 years ago because wow. the story is so amazing of her life 
But then um, Leni Riefenstahl was still alive and she tried um, to forbid that that there's one episode with a, uh, actors working for a film she did, Tiefland, mm -hmm. and some of them, a lot of them went afterwards, were killed in Auschwitz. And um, she didn't want this scene to be in the film. And okay. so that's what I know about it, that Jodie Foster said, yeah, but I want to have this scene in the film. And then Leni was not... Um, was not allowing this um, because she was still alive. She could do this. She could still forbid it. Well, but when Jodie Foster did that film, no, she didn't. She, she wanted didn't. To, but in that, did you were in in contact with her no, already or nothing? No. To, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I would like to yeah, buy it, your time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea to contact her because she she's a great producer as well. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. So we'll send this podcast her way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she's. Uh, She was interested to play the role herself, but later she was asked why she didn't, why she gave up the project, and she, she said that she now thinks she's too old to play it. Uh, oh, okay. Not in Hollywood; they have face tape. They <laughs> 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 can tape it back. But Corona, that's your oh, that's can, your dream. You're gonna go. We can ask Madonna if she plays the main cast. Oh my God! I just okay. Yeah. That's so oh. weird. You bring her up. I saw because I was up. I was watching your films, and I'm researching you, and I'm like, God, I'm in love with this woman. Like, I would marry you. Like, you're amazing. And so I, and then I'm like, Kim, take a break, just stop. And then I'm, I'm, I don't know because the Met Gala. My daughter Quinn's like, did you see what so and so had on? I'm like, oh, it was the Met Gala. And then I went on there and I see Madonna. I'm like, oh, good. oh, God. you know what? I, okay, I love her. I'm, you know, I'm even though I'm only like 20. Nine. I, with my sister, the last time I was in Detroit, we went to a Madonna concert and I saw her and I was like, oh God, I just wish I didn't see her so close. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, if I ever looked like that, just like put me to sleep. Yeah, but she was your neighbor, right? Madonna or her daughter? I, know. I, don't, I no, don't know. Her daughter yeah. at the yeah. University of Michigan. Lourdes, okay, yeah. yeah. So my neighbor that would be nice. but, but, but the next project after the, the Riefenstahl I would do uh, science fiction I always dream to uh, to really? make it yeah but that would have and would have really have an unlimited budget then that's like <laughs> wow uh, yeah. I was just I was yeah. just telling Jörg earlier like we were talking about E.T. and I said <laughs> if at the time I was like oh my god E.T. I love this film but nowadays I think about it, if there was like this creature crawling around and lurking in my closet I would grab my Swiffer and start hitting it and would be screaming the whole time. <laughs> But at the time, I was like, E.T. Like, it was like the most amazing film. But science fiction, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a total departure from all of your work. Yeah, but it brings me to a question. Leni Riefenstahl, what time? Yeah, mm -hmm. but how long does it take to produce it? And how, for our, our audience, when can they expect the film when everything works like you planned it? You never know. It, it, it's, a, it's always depending on the money. You, can, you cannot do anything without the budget. It's like, it's the money raising process is the, the pain in the ass process, but do, you have to do it. And it's yeah. like, it oh. takes, it takes yes, years. If the yeah. money would be there, how long would it take? To, so you have all the characters developed. You have everything. You we just have, a, the money we have to produce a screenplay. It. We have really good screenplay now. But it's really, uh, it's a, it's a, it's, somebody has to start with the money and then mostly it gets on because you, but somebody has to start it. And then, yeah, we're just trying now to, to find somebody who's interested. As an eminent 
filmmaker as yourself, how do you balance passion projects with what the audience wants to see? And does that have any effect on what you decide to produce? Not at all, because I cannot, I'm, you know, I, I'm my own audience. I cannot, <laughs> no, that, that oh, sounds very stupid. Amazing. No, I don't it's mean great. it like this. I mean, I cannot judge it because other people are different, but I, I think that when I can laugh or when I can weep or whatever, when I feel something that a lot of other people can join there. It's, oh, see, this is me. I love that. Toast, not, to toast that. on that. Yeah. That's like a, that's a brilliant <laughs> That's actually a brilliant way to end yeah. the interview. Yeah. There's no other way. You cannot do it differently because yeah. you can probably think what might be interesting or so for others, but you never know. You can only right. judge for yourself. And um, you, because if you do it differently, it's it's just a, a mediocre, oh God, how do you say it? Yeah, mediocre. mediocre. That's correct. It's a mix yeah. of something what you might think it could be or so, but if you go from your heart, from your stomach, that's the best way to decide for so everything, for amazing. creative decisions, for for just what you think is good or whatever. There is no other way, I think. Okay, I just have to say before we wrap this, like Instagram followers, I'm not really, I hate it. My old assistant before she moved to the States, <laughs> you have to do more of social, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I did notice, and I have, I, and this was interesting. You must have a lot of fans because I have never had that many views. <laughs> I've, I had like <laughs> six thousand five hundred. I was like, oh my god! I sent it to York. I'm like, that's insane. People really loved that film. Yeah, the 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 movie about the Toten Hosen that was really a big success. I was happy, very very happy that hundred twenty thousand people watch it in cinema, which is for a documentary really really a lot. And of course, the Toten Hosen are the most popular band in um, the German band in Germany. But there's still, I think. there was the special chemistry between everything. Like the also my co-director for the concert was great. He did a great job and the team was wonderful. The band was wonderful, supporting us, helping us also in the distribution and promotion. It was not, you know, nothing is only my creative thing. It's just like a teamwork. You And sometimes it's really a wonderful teamwork. Then everybody helps each other. And sometimes it's not so easy, but they are really easygoing, I would say. And that was also great, great work with them. We were bombarded with messages and like, that's so cool. You're interviewing her. And this, this documentary was by far my favorite. And I'm like, oh my God, like 6,000. I feel like maybe 200 or 300, 6,000. Are you kidding me? So I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. Great. And what, do, what would you say to your audience, uh, Cordula? So at the end of the show. I would say go into the cinema. Don't let the cinema die. Don't yes. always watch Netflix and Amazon. They are good too, but I think cinema is a magical place and a magical um, thing what you can do. And it's more than just watching at home, binge watching a series or something. It's an experience. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Sex life. I was like, whoa, because the guy's penis was like so big. And I didn't like, is that real? <laughs> I'm, that's my investigative journalistic work. <laughs> Is that real? But let's toast in Cordula's yes. words. Okay, yep. Cordula, thank you yep. so much. And thanks again so much for joining us today. And it was it was so interesting to learn about you, your films, your life, every your thank awards, you. everything you've accomplished <laughs> as a woman. 
you're you're also kind of like a woman, so I cheers to you too. <laughs> no, <with that. laughs> so I love cheers, to work with you. Yeah, you cheers up to you, Gordon. It was yeah. wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. And we're going to encourage all of our listeners to check out all of Cordula's films that we will link on our Insta Lit Live podcast site and check them out. You'll be surprised. She's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks again. Okay. We'll see you. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Ciao, Cordula. Ciao. Ciao. So if you enjoyed this podcast and want to live the lit life, be sure to follow, click, and subscribe to the link below. And remember, everyone, live lit, live happy, and just live every damn day.